Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to the two guys at a mic show, talkzone.com. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man, for that scintillating and outstanding introduction. It is Packer Bear tonight. A lot of football talk on the show today. We'll sneak in a little baseball discussion. White Sox lose to Detroit game four. Good pitching matchup tonight. Justin Verlander against Young. Left-hander Chris Sale. Quality matchup there. We'll talk a little sports guys, talk politics and what happened in uh, Libya. About uh, 32 hours ago, a little politicizing of the whole thing there, too, so we'll do a little sports guys talk politics. Big dog and a coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Producer on the other side of the glass, David Olson, playing golf today, David, for the first time in two years. Par three course, though. Can't do that much damage. All right, play a little bit of music, and then we'll kick the sucker off. Bears, Packers, go Bears! Phone lines open. You want to talk some Packer Bear football? 720 tip off tonight. NFL Network. If you don't have the NFL Network, I think it's on uh, Channel 50 here in Chicago. WP. W. R. The Power Station or whatever the heck that's called. But uh, Mike Mayotte is going to be my uh, favorite caller announcer. He'll be doing the game. Bear Packer, one of the great rivalries in all of sport. We could even throw that out today. What other rivalries uh, in professional sports? Uh, you could throw college into it as well, would match up. To the Bears, Packers, very few, and the word storied history has probably become a little bit cliche in the world of sports, but I think uh, you can skip over the cliche, and I think you can get down to the brass tacks, the meat and potatoes, and say that Bear, Packer football is indeed the storied history. The storied history. I saw one place, uh, David, where they were, and I actually um, tweeted back, they were looking for good Green Bay jokes, good Packer jokes. It was a Chicago uh, blog or Chicago tweet or whatever the heck it was. So I, I wrote in uh, best Green Bay joke I have I, best Green Bay joke I know, and then I put dot 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 Forrest Gregg. Thank you very much, Forrest Gregg, the uh, coach when they had the great rivalry with Michael Ditka. Great player, loved watching Forrest Gregg as a player, but he was one royal pain in the hiney, especially his last couple of years. And Ditka was too, to be perfectly objective. The two of them were both pains in the asses, but they added to the quote unquote storied history. Of the Packer and the Bear. All right. Uh, let's welcome in a man who has experienced that storied history for 40 some odd years. Yeah, actually, well, probably the first two or three years in his infantile stage. I don't know how much he experienced it, so we'll give him 37 years of it. A Bear Packer football, my good friend, and also co partner on this semi dysfunctional show, the Big Dog, Joel Radwanski. Big Dog, how are you? I'm doing phenomenal. I'm, I'm always doing great on a Bears-Packers Thursday. Bears! 
very rarely, very rarely do we ever get to talk about a Bears Packer game on the day that we're doing yes. the show and then talk about it the day after. Yes. You know, uh, it, it, normally when that's a Monday, it means that the Bears got blown out because the Bears never play well on Monday football, but they play awesome on Thursday night football, and I expect mm-hmm. a win tonight. Expect victory. Yeah, you know, and again, I was just saying, you know, the word story history can be cliche, but in the in the sample um, that is the Packer and the Bear, it truly is one of the great rivalries. It is a storied history getting beyond the cliche, great matchups. But in the last 20 years, Big Doug, there's been a lot of mismatches. It seems like when the Bears are good, Packers were down. Of late, the Packers have been good. Bears haven't been. But this year's matchup, I think, uh, you know, on paper, uh, appears to be pretty even, maybe one of the better matchups we've seen in recent years. Don't, I mean, don't forget that uh, in 2010, two years ago, basically the same teams, they met in the NFC Championship game. So, yeah, this is, you're right, the last the last couple of years, so the Packers weren't all that great, like, previous to the Super Bowl. Uh, but, yes, you're exactly right. It seems like it's up and down, and, you know, and I and I always get these Packer fans ripping me, being like, "Oh yeah, we always beat the Bears." But if you guys always beat the Bears, how come the the Bears have a better record than the Packers do in the in the storied history of this particular game? So just thought I'd throw that out there, Coach. All right, hold on, I'm typing up a uh, Facebook entry here. I'm putting down uh, t- to our fans out there in Twittersville, and, and uh, sorry about that. I got momentous interrupt us. I'm putting Packer dot 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 Bear. Dot, dot, dot. Enough said. Tune in now. Sit, listen, talk. How's that for a press release? It's not bad. Maybe it's not. It's great, Coach. It's phenomenal. Maybe not. That, that, that People everywhere, when they read that tweet, will be listening. Well, it's different, you sarcastic yes, son of a gun. 888-463-6748, the phone number. If you do want to talk a little Bear Packer football with the big dog and the coach, the dog rather confidently predicting a victory today. Big dog in the Chicago Tribune, I think eight out of the nine reporters picked a Packer victory. So, And the Packers, by the Vegas odds, are six-point favorites. So you are going against the grain with your uh, predilection. Six-point favorites? Six points. I am so happy to hear that. There's not a better number as an underdog as a six-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you something. There's a reason why there's certain numbers put down, and when you hear six, you, there's going to be people all over the world. They're like six. The Packers only have to score a touchdown more than the Bears to cover. Oh, I'll pick that. <laughs> the six-point favorite means the underdog wins the game. Just watch. I, I, you couldn't have told me a better number, Coach. It is. If you would have told me four and a half, I'd have been worried. You just told me six. David, it's Look a it little. I, it's, it's I'm a, not kidding. You. Look it up. The, the, the six point underdog covers more than any other uh, number. Any okay. number. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll ride those coattails. I hope you are correct on that solid stat. I am a little concerned, though, where. I'm going to tell you about Steve Rosenblum in a second, so we won't count him. But four, seven. Of the eight. Football reporters, the one guy who picked the Bears is the guy who covers the Chicago Sky, the women's pro basketball team, uh, Uncle Freddie Mitchell, who's a good guy. But I think his main beat is the Chicago Sky. He's the only one who picked the Bears, Big Doug. So um, I don't know if that's a a cause for constellation or not, but consternation, constellation? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Consternation. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm not worried about whatever (laughs) – 
I don't know, just because Dan Pompey doesn't think the Bears can win, that I should feel worse off. Yeah. Now, you would appreciate Steve Rosenblum, who as a radio host, pain in the ass, I will, I will try to turn off as quickly as I can. Most of his writing is sarcastic. I don't like the guy. Haven't met him, but I will tell you up front, I don't like the guy. But, and I don't think you do either, right, dog? The little bit you've heard. or you... I, I, I don't listen to any sports radio okay. in the South. So. All right. Uh, let me just put it this way. You, the fact that he has some level of sports presence on the radio in Chicago and you don't is a gross injustice. I'll put it, I'll put it that way as mildly as I can. But you know how the Tribune, the reporters of uh, prior to the season last week, they make all their predictions? You know, yeah. NFC East, who's going to win NFC West, uh, playoffs, wild card, NFC champion, AFC champion. MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year. So all the guys make their prediction. And Rosenblum, he must have gotten permission, but I appreciate this, went totally to Bears on the prediction. So he's got Bears 16-0. and Then under NFC West champion, he put doesn't matter. NFC uh, South champion, doesn't matter. AFC West, doesn't matter. Everything was doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Coach of the Year, Lovey Smith, MVP, Jay Cutler, Rookies of the Year, Defense, Shea McClellan, Offense, Ashton Jeffrey, 16-0, Super Bowl victory, and uh, every other division he just put in doesn't matter. So, you know, I, I kind of appreciate that loyalty to the Bear. Now, his pick his pick on today's game, 45-17 to Bears. He's going to go with this theme all year. Packers can't run the ball. They can't protect the quarterback or play defense. He goes, I should have probably picked a bigger margin. But I expect Brian Urlacher to be pulled early so he remains healthy for the Rams game. That's And the Rams are week three, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Rosie going a little bit. Down Bears. But you know, um Coach, you know what is so funny is I could have told you on February like on April tenth who the Bears played on September thirteenth. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea who the Bears play on September 20th or 23rd, whatever their next game is. I really don't. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. And if it is the Rams, I'm just going to laugh. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, obviously off this Sunday, St. Louis Rams, they follow that up with, oh, yeah, Monday. Monday, October 1st, Big Dell. You at the East Bank with 48 of your closest friends, Monday Night Football, the Bear and the Cowboy. Awfully good, Coach. Awfully good. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that's going to – is it at the Cowboys? So that, It that's is uh, at Dallas at Jerry Jones Memorial Stadium. Excellent, Coach. You know, he's still alive. That's all right. It's still called Jerry Jones Memorial Stadium. Um, and then they follow that with maybe the most boring game of the season, a 3:05 tip-off against Jacksonville, the storied history of the Jacksonville Jaguar. That's got to be a flat-out victory, Coach. <laughs> yeah. Jack Del Rio no longer with the program, correct? Uh, who yeah. took over this year? No, he's, I don't know, but Jack Del Rio is out. Yeah, there was eight new coaches this year, and I can only yeah. think of like six of them, so I'm thinking Jack Del Rio might be one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they bought the, the guy from the University of Illinois bought the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. Really? The guy with uh, the sandbar mustache. I say sandbar because uh, he's from Pakistan. Hmm. Jack okay. Del Rio is the offensive coordinator of the Broncos now. What? Uh, oh, Del Rio is? Okay. Yeah, offensive coordinator of the Broncos. Offensive. Offensive coordinator, yeah. Yeah, middle linebacker. That makes no sense. It was a linebacker. Yeah, defensive Sorry, guy. You're right, defensive coordinator. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I apologize. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Let's get back to Packer Bear again, folks. Listen, you want to tune in, or you want to tune in, you're already tuned in. You want to chime in. Your phone calls uh, go soiree, go a little back and forth with the big dog who's picking the bear by uh, a large margin, easily covering the six-point spread, 888-463-6748. Big dog, a real quick couple of injuries. Erlocker and Peanut Tillman both expected to play, but uh, obviously those are two key guys. How much does that affect the bear defense? You know what I, know what I love is uh, last week both of those guys were manning up and saying, no, I want to get back on the field. And from what I read this week, uh, at least to the Peanut Tillman side, Somebody said, next week you have to cover uh, Greg Jennings. And he was like, oh, yeah, Packer week. And he sat out. That was the only way they could keep those two off the field was to remind them that they have the Packers on Thursday. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you think about it, you play 16 games in the NFL. If you're a, you have to be a badass to make it in the NFL. It's as simple as that. The, the worst player in the NFL is one of the baddest dudes you've ever met in your entire life. Yep. And they want to go back out on the field no matter what. And the only thing they keep them off was, we want you ready for the Packers in four days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll stay out of the game. And that's the only thing that would keep those guys off the field. That's pretty cool, mm-hmm. Coach. And we don't know, uh, you know, speaking of injury, it is pretty cool. But Greg Jennings is even less probable than uh, Peanut Tillman. So he might not be guarding Jennings. But one thing about the Packers, Big though, they got plenty of receivers, sort of like the Bears do now. Haven't in the past, but you got Jermichael Finley, you got Jordy Nelson, James Jones. I mean, they got plenty of weapons that will keep Peanut Tillman busy. I, 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 we're going to do one day. We're going to have a drinking game, okay, around America, and it won't be it won't be me doing it because uh, I'll be hammered. Uh, <laughs> but every time you get a name wrong on this show, somebody has to drink. Jordy Nelson, Jermichael Finley. You got your Michael Finley right this time. It was Jermarcus a second ago. Oh, I see. <laughs> and it was also, you've already called up Ashton Jeffrey so far. So. <laughs> Boy, if we played that game, Big Dog, on my mispronunciations, you'd have a very drunk clientele in a hurry. Yeah. In yeah. a hurry. And I'm not kidding. That would have, I can't think of anything better for our drinking game besides like just me getting yeah. angry during the show. Yeah, well, you we're a morning show. Something. One of our mottos is you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. So, you know. Yeah. This is absolutely true. Tune in 10 to 11 o'clock. New game. I'll be happy to uh, subsidize that particular game. Speaking about drinking all day, uh, I have a I have a wager with someone. I have to drink 100 Amstel Light, which is like half a beer of a normal beer, in 24 hours. Oh, don't do that. Oh, I'm going That's... to be able to do it. That well, would be I, but why, why do that? Because I drank 75 Keystone Lights once in one day, so I'm pretty sure I could no, drink 100 no. Amstel Lights in 24 hours. Yeah, I think the the pretty sure part is the part I'm concerned about. You're pretty sure. On the part that you can't, what happens if you're entire... $1,000, though, Coach. $1,000. Oh, now that's a little different. I didn't know that much money was waging. 100 Amstel Light. David Olson, medical expert here on the show. Actually, he's not a medical expert. We're too cheap to have an actual medical expert. So he stands in 100 beers, 24. I understand Amstel Light is not exactly packed and loaded, but. Yeah, yeah, and it's 11.2 ounces. Yeah, and it's like half the alcohol content of a regular <laughs> beer. So it's like legitimately I would only have to drink 50 beers yeah. for the total of 24 hours. See, if, if it was 50, I think I'd let you go 100. I no, can do it. I know I, I can. I, it's, I, it's four beers an hour. I mean, you got to look. That could be alcohol poisoning. Yes, even at that's that, even at that low level, you're going to keep going and going and going and going. 
I, yeah, I, well, I, 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 I don't know if I'd make the attempt. Again, if it was 50, it's maybe worth a shot of 100. Oof. All I know is, uh, like Paul Newman said, you know, no man can, you know, eat 50 eggs. No man can drink 100. I, I, I just kind of want to do like a cool hand Luke and get it done, Coach. I don't think I'll get what If I haven't had alcohol poisoning already, I don't think I'm going to get it from Amstel Light. If anybody's interested in being the new co-host on the program, just in case, so contest at Mike, contact us at Mike2GuysAOL.com. I would like to have a stable of potential fill-in co-hosts in case you become uh, incapacitated, Big Dog. Yeah, but forget about drinking games and 100 beers. I do want to get back to the the origin blue that is the Packers. Yeah. Oh, or- and I forgot to remind Lily the Lila she has to wear blue today or orange. I totally forgot. Uh, where are you going to be uh, watching the game? At the Homestead, East Bank, or on your mini- min- miniature television? Okay, today I'm either going to be on the river watching the game from my phone, and I'm not kidding, doing a tour. <laughs> and I'm begging for rain. I'm praying for rain today. And then the other option is uh, if it gets cold, is I mean immediately I'm going to Danny Bonilla's house and we're gonna we're gonna party it up watching the the Bears put a beat down on Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Danny Bonilla is the manager of Mathian, so Mathian will be there. Everybody will be there. It'll be a good time. Mathian, the um, rock musician who was a special guest yes, here on our yes. show last Friday. I heard that interview went extremely well. By the way. Yeah, he's uh, he, he, that guy. I kind of, you know, even though I like him and I like we're kind of acquaintances, becoming friends, you know, I, I needed to throw him some curveballs. You know, we had to be having entertaining, you know, the uh, what do you call it, interview, and it, it went well. He handled everything, coach. I just forgot to ask him the most important question you can possibly <laughs> ask an entertainer from Wheaton, Illinois. What's that? How did you become a rock musician in a city that won't let you dance? It's a good point. Won't won't let you hold hands. Won't let you do anything. Yeah. Possibly the most conservative community in the country, at least it used to be, and if it's not, it's still darn close to it. That would that would have been a good question. Yeah. Wheaton what is it, Wheaton College? Yeah, Wheaton College is out there. They still hesitate against like having dances on campus. Uh-huh, I think I think you're allowed to hold hands now, but you still can't kiss on campus. But you are allowed to hold hands. And remember, they don't kiss anywhere because God is watching. Interesting. We may have to, now, maybe, you know, we were going to do our college remotes, Big Dog. Maybe our first remote should be from Wheaton College. I think it, it could be quite interesting. You could do your, you could do your 100 Amstel lights in 24 hours live from Wheaton College on a remote here in the show. The only problem is in, in Wheaton, you have to buy the bootleg beer. It's expensive. If you're going to buy that much beer, I mean, I'm, we're going to have to do it like in Maywood or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we, <laughs> we can import it. We'll bring it in. You know, we'll have a little, one, of, one of those roll-away coolers we can bring into the college. I'm sure they'll be thrilled to see us. And I promise I won't kiss you and break any rules. I might hold your hand, though, after about beer number 45. Which would be these. It would definitely be needed around your 45, but I won't be talking like that. Oh, goodness. Hey, 888-463-674, a talking bear. Packers 720 tip-off tonight, NFL Network. Uh, should be a great ball game. Bears and Packers at Lambeau, I think. What is it, a six, seven-game win streak for the Packers against the Bears at Lambeau, Big Dog? It's, I, I heard four. Uh, the Bears used to beat the, the – the Bears used to win at Lambeau and get blown out at home. 
Mm-hmm. That's how it used to work for the Chicago Bears. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not 100% on, on, on the numbers there, Coach, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. All right. And, uh, you know, there's some people out there saying the Packers might be a little bit at uh, at the crossroads. They've had a great run. And I don't think anybody's predicting the demise, but, you know, maybe a little slippage from the Green Bay Packer. I'm not ready to go there just yet. They still have, I think, one of the best quarterbacks I have ever seen, my personal opinion, uh, Aaron Rodgers. But do you think maybe a little slippage in the Packer, not just this year, but over the next three, four years? No, 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 there there absolutely is, Coach, because if you think about it, yes, Aaron Rodgers is great, but this receiving core is old, old, okay, and they have a great pass rusher. So, like, Clay Matthews and Aaron Rodgers should be around for a long time. You have a quarterback and a guy that puts quarterbacks on his back, and you need those in football nowadays. Mm-hmm. But their they're secondary, that was incredible. They're, Charles Woodson, seriously, how many more people can he cover in his career? And so they have a lot of weaknesses in a lot of spots, even though they're extremely dominant in a very important spot. I know they got teams. Good, good balance teams can take advantage of the weaknesses of the Packers now. On the um, the fifty three man roster, big though, they got ten rookies, so it's not like they're sticking around with the veterans and you know where we're going to go for a run and then we're going to slip off. They are building from within, so the only reason I'll disagree with you is they've got some young players and I think Mike McCarthy, that staff they've got there, the ownership, pretty solid. So I, I'm, I'm thinking there might be a little slippage. But I'm thinking the Green Bay Packers are still going to be in for a pretty good run. they got some young players, one of which is a Randall Cop, the punt returner. Yeah, in returner. second year. Yeah. we got to deal with him tonight, too. Uh, speaking of dealing with people, Big Dog, you know on Packer Bear Day, you know who's calling in on line number 42 right now. Um, probably somebody that reeks of cheese, doesn't have teeth, <laughs> and, uh, and, and the only Illinois jokes that he knows have swear oh, words in it. Come on, we love this guy. We love this guy. He's, <laughs> he's north of the border. He is Wisconsin John. Checking in on a Bear Packer Day, Wisconsin John. How are you? Gentlemen, love the show. Hate the big dog. <laughs> that's okay. I can tolerate him. All right, as long as you don't sit down and listen for your answer, we'll keep you on. Hey, I got to talk about the Bears and Packers. You know, I, I'm listening to you Bears! guys. One thing... One thing you guys fail to realize is that the Packers are slow on their defense in every single year for the last five years to begin the season. Uh, I, you better believe that Mike McCarthy is in these guys' face, and they're going to be telling these guys, listen, you guys are going to have to step it up two notches than you did against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, be, with that said, I also want to point out something, and in no way, by the way, 49ers beat the hell out of the Packers last week. I'm not going to excuse it by the, the horrible officiating that's going across the whole league. I'm not just talking about that particular game, but these officials are just horrendous. Um, there was four or five pass interference calls that would have given the Packers first down on on yep. the uh, 49ers side of the field there, and that just wasn't called. You know what's but happening, think- Big John? Let me, let me just just to touch on that point real quick, and, and Big Dog, see if you agree with me. I think what's happening is, and I disagree with you, by the way. I don't think the officiating's been horrible. But on the pass interference stuff, I think the league has talked to these fill-in refs and said, hey, don't let the, these players are going to think that they can get away with stuff. So don't be, a, you know, don't let them get away with stuff. Don't be afraid to call the flags. And I think they've heard that message so much that they're overreacting. And I agree with you, Big uh, Wisconsin John. They have way too sensitive 
on the pass interference penalties. Yeah. yeah I, you know, today's game well, is going to be crucial. I would say the exact opposite. They're not calling what's the, they're under-sensitive. On pass interference? They're, yeah, they're All letting right. people get away with being mauled. Not, not the games I've watched. Well, you know, and let's let's take that Seattle game for instance. I mean, they gave Seattle a fourth timeout. I mean, <laughs> that oh, that was horrible. Oh, that's bad. That can't happen. I mean, that's really no. bad, guys. You know, I mean, now someone told me and asked me about this, and and I'll put it out there to the listeners that they could call into you guys. What if these officials, probably somebody got in these guys' ears and say, "Hey, make yourselves look bad, so they have to give us what we want." Talking about the regular officials throughout the year. Make yourself. You no, know, I, I wouldn't say that because these guys have been called scabs and everything else by the the, the regular officials. So these replacements, I think, have too much pride and and it, it, with so much ripping of these guys going on, especially by the the regular officials. I don't think they'd be willing to do that, Big John. Uh, of all the conspiracy yeah. theories you don't believe in, you believe in that one. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought I'd throw it out there. I mean, it, it, you right. know, anything's possible. I interrupted your uh, your thoughts on the game, Big. So get beyond the refs, and you were talking about the 49er Packer game and, and your beloved Packer. Yeah, I, I think today is going to be not who makes the mistake, but I think who's going to make the final mistake. I think, you know, it, it might be a defensive mistake on both ends, and who's going to make the last one in the last quarter. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I was looking at the point spread, and I think what the point spread is at five, five and a half. Is that right? Yep. Okay. It went up to six, so people are betting on the Packers. Put this down, Coach. All right. This is one of my beat the schmoes picks. Okay. Bears versus Packers today. Bears! Five and a half. I'm sorry. I got to take the Bears. Wow. I think the Packers will win, but I don't think it will be by five and a half. little objective analysis here from Wisconsin, John. Interesting. He brings up a good point, Big uh, 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 Joel, rather. An angry Packer team fired up by Mike McCarthy. Who's the defensive coordinator for the Packer, Wisconsin? Uh, you know, slip my head. He's still Dom Capers, right? right? Dom Capers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, so they're gonna be they're gonna be coming with all engines firing, Big Dog. Can our offensive line hold out the angry thrust of the Packer defense? Well, if you go come with everybody, that means you have to go man on man, which means that Marshall, Brandon Marshall, is left alone. A 230-pound man. For the first time in the history of this rivalry, if you blitz the Bears, we have a gigantic receiver to fling the ball to in a one-on-one situation. Have fun with that, Charles Woodson. All right. By the way, they have Woodson back at safety now in certain situations. Well, that probably yep. makes a lot of sense because he he really he's an NFL Hall of, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest players that yes. ever laced up a pair of football cleats. Yep. This is his 16th NFL season. Or his 15th. He's old. He's old. It's still, he is still one of the best that I've I ever seen. Yeah. I think the Bears' defense will have to be on their toes. I mean, you have, you know, Aaron Rodgers has so many weapons now adding Cedric Benson to the backfield, and Benson did very well with the Bengals. The question is, can he not bring the game that he had with the Bears and had the game that he had with the Bengals to the Packers' offense? That's remained to be seen, but I think there's so many offensive weapons for Aaron Rodgers to have from tight end to wideout, even to backup wideouts. I mean, they're very strong on that on that front. And, Big Doc, you brought up the point about the receiving court being old. And, and, Coach, you brought up a good point about 
you know, 10 rookies, and especially, you know, Randall Cobb right now, he's going to be looking, he's going to be the one that's going to take over Donald Driver's spot, I believe. I mean, Greg Jennings is up there in age. I think your Randall Cobb is probably going to be your franchise receiver in the next three years, and you're going to have to put a franchise tag on that guy because he's doing it all right now. If he could just keep his hands on the ball and not fumble it and, and buff it so much, I think you're going to have a really, really all-star receiver on your on your team if you keep that guy in check. And, I mean, he's fast, he knows how to run routes, and, he can, you know, he can catch the ball when he catches it. Mm-hmm. problem is you got to keep him stuck, you know, dropping it. As if they needed more weapons, big dog. Quarterback in college, and normally quarterbacks don't have a problem fumbling the ball. That's surprising to hear. Where's he from? Kentucky or Western? Kentucky. Kentucky. Mm -hmm. The great tradition of Kentucky football. Remember, we used to big dog. Remember back in our radio show day, we used to get the Kentucky football coach on, veteran guy. Well, what was his name again? Rich. He coached in the NFL too. Rich Brooks. Yes. Yes. Very nice. Nice guy. Most coaches, you know, look at it as a somewhat of an annoyance to talk to us, and quite frankly, I can't blame him. But uh, Rich Brooks, if memory serves me correct, gave us uh, a lot of time. I guess if you're a Kentucky head football coach, you don't get the media calling you that often, huh? Especially from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, I want to throw a name out there that I think is going to be a crucial part of this game tonight. Keep, keep it cl- keep it clean. We got kids listening that are you know teacher strikes, so keep it clean, please. <laughs> And that's Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson kind of reminds me of a Wes Welker from the Patriots who, you know, is underestimated and, you know, is not covered very well at times. And, boy, can Aaron Rodgers find that guy. Yep. Big dog, he is annoying, to say the least, to the Bear defense. Yeah, I can't stand a guy that runs straight up and down. (laughs) Those are the guys I just always wanted to rip the head off when I was playing football. Just like Jordy Nelson, he runs straight up and down. Someone's got to eliminate him. Mm-hmm. If he's the Packers' number one receiver, though, you guys are in trouble. You really need Greg Jennings uh, to, to make Jordy Nelson the third option as opposed to the first or second. All right. 888-463-6748 if you want to chime in. Packer, Bear, big game tonight. Packer fans, Bear fan, we'll take them all on. You want to talk some NFL football, any of the teams out there. Big dog and a coach right for you. 888-463-6748. Wisconsin, John, before I let you go, I know from talking to you previous that you are a golfer, i got to ask you two things. One, I'm looking up at the television right now. There's a women's tournament going on. I'm going to read the names to you. First place, Han. Second place, Kang. Third place, Wakarabayashi. They just took it off the screen. Like seven of the first eight are a lesson in uh, Asian terminology, most of them from South Korea. It's unbelievable on the women's circuit. If your name is Jones or Smith, you don't have a chance at women's golf anymore. You know, i got to tell you, Coach, the Asian tour is doing a wonderful job with promoting how the game of golf, the sport yep. of golf. And those ladies are now coming over to the American uh, tour and, and really showing their skills. I am very impressed. What I'm disappointed with is the not so many American women doing the same thing and being so committed. If you go over to Asia, you go to Japan, you go yep. to China, and you South see Korea. these ladies play, and Korea, yes, and you see these ladies play, I mean, that's all they do. Yep. They, they are primed just for that, and their discipline, as far as that sport goes, yep. is just outstanding. It's truly amazing. They are dominating the circuit. Secondarily, I am playing golf today, Big Dog, for the first time probably in two years. And, yes, I do have the baseball bat and the floor hockey stick in. Before I left today, I made sure to put that in in case. Any advice 
for somebody that hasn't played for two years and don't say blindfolds, please? Drink a lot. I just, yeah, drink heavily. That's the only option you have. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> thanks a lot. That's it. I just drink. Drink early. Drink. Drink, drink and, and, and drink more. <laughs> uh, I, I really wish I was able to do that. Tell Steve Ritchie that I, I wish I could make it out there, but I have to work all day today, and yep. most likely even during the Bears game. I, I have to work at, from starting at noon, hopefully till about seven o'clock. All but right. I'm afraid until ten. Well, we're gonna we're hey, gonna coach. we're gonna hope for rain at about six forty-five, Doug. That would be awesome. Coach, I know, I know, I know you 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 extended an invite to me, and please pass on my same thing that Joel said. Uh, to see Richie, uh, unfortunately, I am playing in a championship match today. God bless. Good luck, Wisconsin, Jen. Thank you so much. By the way, my other two beat the small picks. Yes. Is I'm going to take the Badgers, and I'm going to take the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Notre Dame. That's a good game, by the way. ND Michigan State. Excellent game. Yes, sir. Excellent game. All right, Wisconsin, John, we appreciate the call. I like your objectivity. You're rooting for the Packer. You're picking the Packer to win, but he's taking the Bears and beat the Schmoes because they think it'll be a close game under five and a half points. Great call, big fellow. All right, go Pack. There it is. Wisconsin, John, if you're uh, north of the border, you want to chime in and bother the big dog and the coach, trash talk a little bit, we're more than willing to take it on. 888-463-6700. Four eight the phone number other angles in the game big dog special teams always can be a part of it and boy Robbie Gould you know kicking the ball that's a sense of security for the Bear and Devin Hester uh, hey what did he have one decent putt return in game one yeah listen I don't worry about that but all I know is this the the Colts spent six months preparing for Devin Hester they 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 played well. Against us, the Colts special teams played very well against the Bears. I'm not going to get too crazed about one bad game on the Bears mm-hmm. special teams. All right, how about but, the running game? We, you know, we featured obviously the passing game with uh, Cutler and Aaron Rodgers is going to be the feature show. But how about the supporting actors? The Bear running game, the Packer running game. Uh, I would think advantage Bear, and of course, adding to the intrigue is ex-Bear running back slash troublemaker Cedric Benson. Now one of their main guys wearing a Packer uniform. You got to figure he's got to be running anger today and uh, trying to do something special against his old team, especially considering he never produced at all as a Chicago Bear. Uh, and it, it seemed like he was just upset. He was angry being a Bear his whole entire time he was here. So you, you figure that emotionally he'll be into it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, McCarthy never runs the ball. And it's the, the biggest mistake. Ever talks about how great of a coach he is. He sometimes forgets that, you know what, in order to help out the best quarterback in the league, it would be beneficial to behoove him to run the ball a little bit more than they do. But hopefully he doesn't, and they keep on dropping back 50 times a game. That's 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 what I'm hoping that happens tonight, is Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers has 50 pass attempts. They still got James Starks as the other back, correct? Yes, they okay. do. All right. From you know, Buffalo. Speaking of Benson, by the way, uh, again, Steve Rosenblum, I'm throwing kudos out to a guy I hate today, but again, his column – I thought he brought out a good point. You know, Benson talking during the week about, you know, hey, I've got a little revenge. I got a little payback against the Bears and talking about, you know, getting back at the Bears. And he brings up the point, what are you talking about getting back? The Bears are the ones who should be getting back at you. And he docs, documents it a bit, Big Dog. Benson I held out for. I more with that. It's so right. He was the number four overall draft pick. Gets paid millions of dollars, and he never produced in a Bears uniform. Let me just give you a quick timeline. He held out for 36 days as a rookie. He left the sidelines of an exhibition game because it was raining. He claimed he was hit too hard in practice. He seemed to force the departure 
of a very popular and effective teammate, Thomas Jones. He got arrested. He failed to live up to his fourth overall draft slot, and he got arrested again, and then he was finally was cut. So who, who's got payback to who? I couldn't agree more. And do you remember when they picked him? I immediately was like, he's a bum. He's a buster. And people were like, oh, no, he'll run for a 1,000. He'll be okay. That, yeah, the, the idea that he has to get back at the Bears, I, I seriously hope that uh, players like Erlacher and Briggs and Adonijay and Tillman that were here for those years read that. And I don't, they don't need to play any more angry because uh, it's a Bears-Packer game. They, they have enough, but when Benson has the ball, maybe Peanut will put a little bit extra in the strip. Mm-hmm. So Erlacher and Briggs, and he puts the ball on the ground. That would be great if, if Benson fumbled today against the Bears. That would just be the high. Obviously, the Bears winning is all that's important, but that would be a cherry on top of Bears victory and a Cedric Benson bad game. Mm-hmm. Tell me again, now, you, if it doesn't rain, you'll be watching the game while you're conducting a tour? Well, I have NFL Mobile. Mobile. Okay. So what will happen is I will just have the game on in my phone yep. in the kayak. Okay. And my tours will sound like this. Al Capone <laughs> took over from Johnny Torrio in 1921. <laughs> he killed people. He sold alcohol. Now let's paddle on and watch and talk about Sam Giancana. Blah, blah, blah. Sam Giancana helped Kennedy win the 1960 presidential election. I have this many books to prove it. And then he was in on the assassination of John Kennedy, and then we'll go back. And then that'll be done. That'll be the whole tour, Coach. Oh, I thought it was going to be now. Now, here is the home of Al Capone. Throw the ball! you got to catch it! Come on, used to it! Now, Al Capone was, of course, a very storied tradition here in the city of Chicago, as well as Sam Giancana. I can't believe they ran... You're going to, like, intersperse the Bear game with the tour. That's where I thought you were going. That, that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't, but it, it was funny. Is we had 28 people on board to do this tour, and 12 have pulled out in wow. the last three days. Wow. And I was like, those are 12 couples. There's six couples that the, the boy didn't realize. Oh, Thursday, I can do Thursday. I'm not going to miss any football. <laughs> and then they found out it's the Bears-Packers game, and yep. I told you I'd go out on a Thursday. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, you know what really sucks is I have all these guys that they bring in to try to learn the tour, and none of them can do it. All these guys, they go to schools like Harvard and Yale, and they can't learn this freaking tour, okay? And all year long, I'm like, fine, that's, that's I'll have to do every single tour all year long. I, I, you know what I mean? I have no problem with it. And all of a sudden, now I'm like, all these sons of bitches couldn't learn the tour. Yeah. I can't have somebody do one tour for me all year, so I kind of, I accidentally got what I wished for. Yeah. You gotta you gotta build up your bench strength. Absolutely, that's no joke, Coach. That's no joke. And now here I am in the most important game of the year, and I have to work. I'm Mother Nature, if you're up there, the rain gods up there, six forty-five. Make it six thirty-five. See if we can cancel those uh, tours. Give uh, the big dog about twenty minutes to get over to uh, what's the guy's name who's got all the Amstel lights waiting for you. Well, no, the, the, the 100 Amstel Light bet isn't tonight, oh. Coach. And I don't drink Amstel Light unless I'm trying to drink 100 of them. That, that beer is a watered-down version of a regular beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, oh, it's Danny Bonilla, the manager. So I did. Ah. You have no idea. I'm like I've been fretting over this for like three weeks. I've been telling I've been telling Donnie, you know, I, it, there's a 100% chance of rain on September 13th. He finally gets the joke now. <laughs> 
But he's like, oh, I, I understand why you don't want to work. And I was like, yes, please come on, just cancel one tour, one Thursday night tour we don't have to go to. But the the NFL Network and those little mini phones, they have not yet got the technology of the pause button? No, it's got to be the live stream. Okay. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a live stream. I would think, and I, you know, I'm, I'm technologically insufficient, but I would think it won't be long before that technology of the hand phone, you'll be able to pause, fast forward, rewind, et cetera? I wouldn't be surprised if you are, as long as it's been streamed into your phone. It probably, mm-hmm. That's probably the next version. They probably already have that phone out there, Coach, but they had to sell the rest of all their regular phones first. Okay. That, that's how they do that. Okay. Speaking so, of so, streaming... Have you ever had anybody during the tour who's had to relieve themselves very badly, no washroom around? Have you ever had anybody go kayak it's, on it's, you? It's 100%. It's 100% women. We tell everybody, go to the washroom before they get in. We yep. tell everybody. Okay. Yep. And, you know, some people don't listen. And it's 100% that it's a woman who does it. Listen, now, I'm sorry, women, if you're upset about this, but it's true. And it's always the woman complaining, I have to go to the washroom. And every time they do, I always remember, hey, I told you to go to the washroom. And as soon as I'm like, hey, look at the name of that boat over there. It's the Lickety Split. <laughs> and then another boat will go, hey, looks like I got to go now. And that's like the name of one of the boats. Oh, they get so mad. So they're pointing out the names of boats, and they all make you want to pee more. I've, I've actually had, no, I, I, this is, I'm not kidding you. I know we had a woman pee and urinate in one of our kayaks. Okay, I'm not kidding. We washed that immediately. I have no idea how mad I was that day. Seriously, I was like, the girl didn't even tip. You do not like, have... What type of person sits in their own urine That's for bad. who knows how long? Okay. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. she didn't want to. I'm assuming she didn't do it on purpose, but she couldn't help. There was nowhere else to go. Uh, there's no water riders, official handed out canister for emergency situations? No, the not official one. No, we don't. But it's called okay. Crystal Springs Empty Bottle Water. Okay. Yeah, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. These are the kind of tough questions we ask here in the Two Guys in a Mic show. All this right. This is quite right, Coach. Thank you very much. Yes, Dave. And going back to the whole 100 beers thing. Please. Because I looked it up. Uh, if the alcohol doesn't kill you, the amount of fluid will. So don't take that bet. You'll die. There goes the 1000 bucks. Damn. What if he... What if Over you can get this? Over a 24-hour period. I you, you, put it this way. You're going to be taking in 75 pounds of liquid, okay? Your body cannot take in and expel that much liquid that quickly. Even if he's got a good stream of consciousness. Even going. if he's got a good stream of consciousness. Uh, you can. You remember uh, a couple of years ago when uh, they had a radio station contest? Yeah, uh, take a wee for a wee? Water. Yeah. It's the same thing. Same thing. So she she did, died from drinking too much water. Yeah. That amount of liquid would kill you. Yep. hundred, a hundred. And if you weren't tuning into our scintillating first 10 minutes of the show, Big Dog was attempting uh, via a bet to make a thousand bucks, a badly needed $1,000 by drinking a hundred Amstel lights in a 24 hour period of time. And my instinct was that that's probably not the best thing to do, even for a thousand bucks. But. And your point was, Big Dog, that Amstel Light is not exactly the strongest of beers. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's like literally like half the amount of alcohol, plus it's only 11.2 ounces in the beer. Mm-hmm. Right, so, but you got you, you got to put it this way. Even with that beer, with the volume, there's more liquor, there's more alcohol in that beer than there is in a shot of alcohol. Whiskey's too rough, champagne costs too much, and vodka puts my mouth in gear.
This little refrain should help to explain as a matter of fact. I like beer. All right. 888-463-6748. Bear Packer game tonight. Big slate of NFL football games coming up this weekend. College football tomorrow, Big Dog, or college football Saturday. We'll play Beat the Schmoes. Tomorrow, our football prediction game, Wisconsin John has already thrown us in our prediction or his predictions. Uh, college football, by the way, just to give you a little sneak preview of some games you could bet on tomorrow. Alabama at Arkansas. That looked good, didn't it? About two, three weeks ago, but Arkansas losing and their star quarterback is out. That game is not quite as marquee as it was. Ryan Wilson's out for this game? Yes, sir. Was he out at the end of the Louisiana Monroe game? Is that why they lost? That's possible. Yeah, because that guy is awesome. That guy is one of the best quarterbacks in the country, if not the best. Yeah, Alabama Alabama will cakewalk in that game right now. Is he better than uh, Ryan Mallett, who starred for him a couple of years ago? Uh, If you remember, I was begging Arkansas to start Ryan Mallett over, I mean, Ryan Wilson over Mallett. Okay. Okay. Um, how about Florida at Tennessee? We heard it early in the week from uh, from caller Charlie, I believe it was. Big Tennessee fan, but one of the great rivalries at all the college football, Florida. Number 18 at Tennessee, number 23. Yeah, Florida's definitely down this year. I don't care what anybody says. I know they, had a, I know they won at Texas A&M, which was one of the hardest places to win at, but I, I've watched that team play a lot of football this year, Coach. One of the few teams I can actually say that about, and I'm not impressed with with Florida, so uh, hopefully Tennessee is back a little bit because it's fun watching games at Neyland Stadium with 113,000 yes. rabbit fans. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, t- picking Tennessee to win that game is not outrageous. The, need, they are definitely it's starting to get the gap has closed the last this past season. College football world is a better world when Tennessee is back in the top 10, top 15. Great football program, like you said, that rabid fan base, and I don't think, I think I saw where it was 2004, Big Dog. That would make seven consecutive Florida victories. Tennessee hadn't beaten Florida since 2004. That's a long drought. Yeah, that, uh, Urban Meyer and Ron Zook won a lot of football games over that time, Coach. Mm-hmm. A lot of games. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's not surprising. University of Southern California, better known to its relatives as USC, taking on Stanford at Stanford. Haven't heard much about Stanford this year, but Good matchup out west. Yeah, there's not too many games that USC could possibly lose, and this is actually one of them throughout the course of the year. And but Stanford's still going to have to play almost a, a perfect game in order to beat them. But the one thing they have going for them is that they kind of want to prove they were more than just Andrew Luck over the last couple of years. So yep. they're playing with a chip on their, so, their shoulder, yep. and they also have uh, they believe they can win. So. Uh, if anybody's going to knock off USC this year, it's either going to be Oregon or it's going to be Stanford. Mm-hmm. Not too anybody else on their schedule that can beat them. Well, I remember last year was a night game. I remember watching USC at Stanford. What a great game that was. Back, I don't remember all the detail, but I remember some offensive fireworks. Great game. Weird stuff happening down to the end. Uh, terrific game last year. Hopefully they can repeat again this year. Yeah, and uh, Andrew Luck made the worst throw of his career. It was intercepted, right. returned for a touchdown, yep. and, it, and the USC took the lead, and then Stanford got the ball right back, and Luck went right down the field yep. uh, to, to win the game. USC had a running back who was, like, wider than he is tall, like about 5'3", five, 5'5", five, five. strong dude. You know, catch me if you can, if I recall. Or was that Stanford? Stanford had the little running back. Strong kid. Tough. 
you know, those little running backs, those are the guys you want. Northwestern has one of those this year. 5'8", 180-pound Venerick Mark. He's one of the top five total offensive players in the Big Ten. I think those little running back big dogs, the little strong dudes, they're a pain in the butt for defensive linemen. Uh, guys, straight up, the greatest football player I ever played against was a guy by the name of Lehman Corner. Everybody knew him as Tank Corner. Everybody <laughs> at Oak Park before Forest High School knows who this guy is because he's still the security there. And I swear to you, he was five foot one, two hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> Come on, when he was in high school, he wasn't five one. He's five foot three now, <laughs> and he weighs two hundred and thirty pounds. Wow, he is the all time yardage gainer in the history of NCAA football. He played at a Division wow. two school, and I'm telling you, Coach, I, to this day, he is the baddest man I've ever had a tackle. <laughs> I, I can't even. I, he played. When I was a sophomore, we played Proviso West, Proviso East, and he was a junior. And I remember after that game, this guy, Rob Farrington, saying to me, because he took me for a ride one game, Coach, and like I was on his back, and I started, started galloping while he was carrying me down the field when I was a sophomore. And uh, Rob Farrington said, don't worry, Joel, at least you won't have to play him next year. And I'm not kidding you. When they he transferred to Oak Park, and I remember just being like, "Are you kidding me? We have, we played Oak Park as one of our rivals, uh, Coach. We won that game, and I, I swear to you that he had about 280 yards in offense, and they had about 281 total yards. It was the whole entire team. I, and I still am black and blue from that. I could not agree with you more. Why that guy didn't play in the NFL, I still have no idea. He when he, he played at some Division two school, and he ran for 2,000 yards every year that he was there. I mean, no a, a, as a defender, usually, you know, those are the big guys. Up front, mm-hmm. big guys like yourself. So just physically to get down that low and make the tackle and then B, they're hard to find. I mean, they literally can hide behind offensive linemen. He, he was 5'1", 200 pounds when he was in high school. I was six foot two, 177 pounds as a senior. The guy weighed. 30 pounds more to me was a foot shorter. And I swear to you, this is no joke. He took his helmet off. He had like a 75-pound afro, and two children came on the field and started kissing him. Hey, Daddy, you played great. When he was a senior in high school at Oak Park. I'm not joking. When I was a junior. Yeah. That's a beautiful Look him up. Lehman Corner. L-E-H-A-M Corner. Everybody knew him as, knew him as Tank Corner. He's the greatest football player that no one knows about. And you're saying he, <laughs> he is a security guard at what school now? Oak Park River Forest, wow. and he, uh, he's like a he's like a professional bodybuilder, and he, he's a heavyweight for bodybuilder, even though he's five foot three. Are you sure he's at Oak Park still? I am one hundred percent positive he's at Oak Park still okay. because every time somebody goes, oh, I'm from Oak Park, I'm like, did you go to Oak Park River Forest? They're like, yeah, I'm like, is, is the security guard still tank corner? And they just laugh. They're like, yeah, how do you know him? I'm like, I know him way All too right. well. You know, we, we we have to call Oak Park River Forest. Yes, and get and him on. The, get him on. Not only get him on, but we we got a lot security guard Leland. You know, one of the Leland. beautiful things about doing the internet is here. All of our shows are on archive, so we got to tell him to tune into this show and listen at about the uh, forty-six mark. I'm sure he'd get a kick out of this conversation. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you. I hope he still works there. But I will call. And, and, and coach, I'm not afraid of. Him. I'll be more than happy if he can get football equipment out. I want to run into somebody <laughs> that is just a badass at full speed. If we can get Lehman Corner and me to run into each other at full speed, I yeah. will do it right now in a heartbeat. David, I think it'd be safer for him to do the hundred Amstel lights. <laughs> Woo! All right. Uh-huh. <laughs>
At any rate, we got we got that game. Somehow USC Stanford led the Leland Corner from Oak Park High School. But how about Notre Dame uh, Wisconsin? John mentioned this one. Love this matchup. Great ball game. Notre Dame proving ground game for them at Michigan State. And people are you know putting pressure on Michigan State. Oh, they're they're the only Big Ten team that really has a chance to play in a uh, BCS Bowl this year. And obviously, if they're going to do that, they got to beat Notre Dame. So pressure game for the Spartan. What do you think about this one, Big Duck? Yeah, it definitely is a pressure game for the Spartans. If they have big-time aspirations, they're definitely going to want to win this game. And uh, I don't know how Michigan State does it, but they just keep reloading on the defensive line every single year. And uh, this is also a game where Notre Dame has to prove that they can play with, um, uh, what do you call it, discipline. I mean, how many penalties and and Drop passes and fumbles. And early, early timeouts. So they had to call timeouts because they were disorganized. Uh-huh. Exactly. Who, you know and expect that. So if they're calling early timeouts, does the quarterback run off the field and start screaming at Brian Kelly, get me to play early, you freaking bum. You're the coach. You should know your freaking responsibility. Get me a play on time. Does the coach do that, the, the head football coach, Notre Dame Brian Kelly? Coach? Shouldn't, but, but he should. He doesn't, <laughs> but he should. Guy's a complete nutcase. I'm not talking. There should be the coach needs to get the plays. Never mind us. We we joke about how Brian Kelly is so hard on his quarterback. Mm -hmm. But they do have organizational difficulties. The Bears still have that. Please, Chicago Bears, if you're listening, or if any member of the Bear family is listening, maybe a relative, an uncle, an aunt, a cousin, a niece, a nephew. Let them know, please. I don't want to hear any timeouts in the first half. No timeouts in the first quarter and a half. Coach, okay. you do realize why Cutler called timeout yeah, in the I first know, the, quarter. The noise of the crowd, but you know, still. That was that was one. What about the other two? In the first half? Yeah. There was at least two early. Not only the first half, I mean like by mid first quarter we had called two timeouts. Yeah, that's not that's yeah. that's unacceptable. Take All the right. freaking penalty. Right. I don't know who Illinois plays. Uh, finishing up with the college football thought again. We'll play, beat the schmoes tomorrow on the show. Pick any three games. Big Doe, you got some work cut out for you. I'm not sure who Illinois play. I'm, I know they're not very good. Northwestern though with an interesting interesting matchup. Dog, they're two and zero, taking on Big East slash ACC powerhouse Boston College. Pretty good challenge for them. They beat Vanderbilt last week. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I thought Vanderbilt Northwestern. Yeah. They beat Vanderbilt last that was, week. That was Jordan about Rogers. five days ago, Big Dog. I didn't realize that. I, this whole week I thought Vanderbilt had beat Northwestern. Vanderbilt. Coach, tell you. If it would have been a one-half game, Vanderbilt would have won the second half. The Northwestern defense rise and shine. They started hitting some people, getting some stop against Aaron Rodgers' younger brother in the offense with the switching quarterbacks. And Venrick Mark came through a big win for the uh, Cat. Very good. Heck, when was the last time they were undefeated in non-conference yep. play? So, and by the way, Vanderbilt is huge. Vanderbilt, not bad, not bad at right all. Here. Much, much improved. Yeah, we, we talked about all that. So this is yeah. one of the best Vanderbilt teams in the, the, the last yeah. couple of years. They've been pretty decent football team. Coach. I love Steve Spurrier's comments. South Carolina played them in Week One. Steve Spurrier goes, "It's no fun anymore. They don't have those slow guys they used to." Got <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah. So, all right, Cats will be going up against, I think it's a home game. And I don't know much about Boston College this year, but uh, they're usually pretty de- decent. So uh, that'll be an interesting challenge for the Wildcat. I think it's a 2.30 tip-off. Um, you never know. I may make it an appearance at that game. But uh, 
All right, so we'll talk some we'll talk some college football tomorrow. Other NFL matchups, and we'll play beat the schmoes for sure. Big dog, we do want to uh, quickly put out our thoughts and prayers to the uh, families of the uh, tragic, tragic loss in Libya with our uh, ambassador to Libya and three other people all getting tragically killed. And we should mention, by the way, that I think there were nine or ten Libyan security people trying to protect them that also got killed in the onslaught. So just a horrible tragedy about 36 hours ago. Uh, horrific, Coach. I'm glad you, you you ground us. You know, it's Bears, Packers. Yep. Day, I was all excited. But, you know, yeah, there's families waking up all over the world right now that have to deal mm-hmm. with tragedy dropped in their lap. And we don't so. got time to get into it now, David. I don't know how much you watched yesterday, but the ambassador to Libya that got killed, Chris Stevens, boy, I, I you know, heard some stuff. I didn't know anything about it. didn't even know he existed. What? Just an outstanding guy. What a phenomenal guy. And he, and he was killed helping yes. uh, members of the staff get to safety. Yes. The people he absolutely supported. I mean, he, he truly loved the Libyan people and really believed them. I mean, he wasn't just it wasn't just a job for him. He was out there on the streets. Uh, you know, he, he clearly he spoke the language. He was part of their culture. And he gets killed by the very people he loved so much. Mm. All right. Sorry to end it on that note. Dog, have a good one. We'll be hoping for rain at 6.30, but either way, bear packer tonight, okay? Yeah, uh, having to work today and and, uh, and miss a Bears Packer game well, when stuff like Chris Stevens dying just dropped their lap. Yeah. There's a lot worse things that could happen to yep. me today than have a job and work during, a, yeah, during a football game. You'll be able to catch the second half, right? The kayaks are off the river by uh, 9 o'clock. Are you kidding me? I'm not even going to get them off the river. As soon as the tour is done, I'm just going to walk on water right to the bar. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. 10 o'clock tomorrow, we will recap a big bear victory. TalkZone.com. Two guys, Mike.